The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship-winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which goal? Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake Fromm. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at from JakePuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. All right, Jake, week three in the books. We're rocking and rolling through the college football season. Tons to get to. Some crazy finishes, some surprising outcomes, and of course, news and notes that continue to make our head spin. We'll get all into it right here, but it is Sunday afternoon. The NFL is on. Um, and I swindled you into doing this at this specific time. So I appreciate you. How are you? brother? <laughs> yeah, man. Doing good. Uh, that's college football. You know, some yeah. hypes you up, some just breaks your heart, but that's what we love about it. We keep on going and, and love the game. No doubt. So I'm actually in Boston, Massachusetts right now. I'm at Sean McDonough's um, charity fundraiser event. Sean McDonough, ESPN called the Georgia game yesterday with Todd Blackledge. Oh. And I just saw him earlier and he looked at me and he goes, um, Georgia is not messing around this year. And I'm like, no, they're not. We will get into that, but a seriously impressive performance by the dogs in Columbia oh, yeah. yesterday. We'll touch on that and a couple of other outcomes across college football and the SEC. This episode of Punt and Pass, though, is presented by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. That's right, at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com. If you mention Punt and Pass or Jake from or myself, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase. And what will you get? You'll get the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. It is simply the best. The lowest price is on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. And I have to tell you, I'm wearing mine right now. They've got an unbelievable watch selection for guys and girls alike. So if you have a jewelry need for your better half, Head on into Solomon Brothers. They'll probably have something in there for you, too. Family-owned and operated since 1982. That's over 35 years, and they have two awesome locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. It's the best. If you went on a Sunday, you could watch NFL games inside the showroom. You could get a cocktail or a cold beer. You could let your wife have a lot of fun or your girlfriend or your special other half. And then you could even get a sweet timepiece like I have on right here. Jake and I are headed there with our better halves here in a couple of weeks. We cannot 
wait. They have the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that I just told you about. It's totally unmatched. At Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com. Mention Punt and Pass. They are the best, so shout out to Solomon Brothers. Yeah, Jake, uh, just talked about it. Uh, I was I was chatting it up with McDonough. He got back uh, this morning from Columbia, and he was like, dude, they absolutely smoked South yeah. Carolina. It was truly an impressive deal. We'll touch on that. I want to touch on the App State finish, though. Let's go. Yeah. Three and out, first down, some of these wild finishes. The Hail Mary with no time oh, left. Wow. College game day there in Boone. Um, pretty special. Have you ever had a Hail Mary in college, in high school, or in any other level of football? Because that was pretty awesome. So I personally have never been on the field for one. Uh, I don't even think I ever really hit one at practice. I mean, just because the success – percentage on those is yeah. just so incredibly low however uh i was a part of the buffalo bills when Air, uh kyler murray hit that one against oh, us that's yeah that's right the, the d-hop pick where yes he jordan and the adidas glove and the under Armour glove all that stuff yeah so i was there for that one we went down and scored we're like man they have seconds left there's no way to do anything they throw that one up so just to reiterate, the Hail Marys hurt for the oh. opposing team, and they are just unbelievable for the team who hits them. So what a crazy finish. I know that place was rocking. Wasn't game day there yeah. and everything? Oh, yeah. it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, totally what nuts. Just, what, a, what a cool weekend for those for those folks up there. No doubt. Do you know Chase Bryce at all? Are you guys yeah. a similar age? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chase Bryce, me and him were coming App out State's of high quarterback. school. Yep. yep. Coming, out of the, coming out of high school at the same time with all the same camps. End up running into his mom a couple weeks ago. Really? In the, in the same Bible study. We're like, hey, I'm Chase Price's mom. We moved here after he got done at Grayson, yada, yada. Just awesome. The world is so much smaller than you think. And, you know, that's awesome for him up there because he, he's been hopping around and just excited for him to have some success up there. Yeah, I think App State is one of the most likable teams in all of college football. I mean, if you don't like I would App completely State, agree. Yeah. you have a huge dump in your pants. Like what yeah. they're doing, Sunbelt, Boone, North Carolina, the vibe, Eric yeah, Church, whole, Luke Combs, whole, all of it. It's so cool. Um, and it was awesome to see game day there. So shout out to App State. Keep rocking and rolling. It looked it. pretty dire there when they were down to Troy after, of course, beating Texas A&M a week ago. But they're still rocking and rolling, and I would expect them to – I haven't even checked the top 25 yet. I know it just came out, but I'm sure they're in the top 25. they got to be in there. Um, keep doing what they're doing. You see what happens towards the end of the game. The radio calls, the TV calls, it was awesome. Like That is what college yeah. football is all about. So shout out to App State. We'll see uh, how they continue to rock and roll throughout the rest of the season, but I would expect them to keep it up at a high level, especially with a great quarterback like Chase Bryce at the helm. Um, Auburn got blasted. I did not Man. expect that. That was one. That of was what I was referring to with the heartbreaker. Just it was just gross, man. It is bad football on offense from Auburn, in my opinion. Just turnovers. turnovers. Just didn't oh. look, just didn't look good. You know, ah, oh, it was just rough, rough, hurtful to watch. And they got their butts kicked at yeah. home in front of a big team, big crowd, big big atmosphere. That's not what you want. So I maybe, was so... maybe they'll fix it. I was so disappointed they did not wear the orange jerseys. How do you tease that, that much stuff? And then it's a yeah. letdown, like a letdown for everybody. Oh, yeah. Just do it at that point. Why not? Because you got your pants beat in anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh, completely 
unbelievable. Brian Harson, I think, now has his feet completely to the fire. Keep in mind, their AD just stepped down. So from an administrative level at Auburn, it's a mess. And yeah. I think everybody is kind of walking on eggshells. You got to win some football games. I said it. When they fired Gus Malzahn, I'm like, hold on a second. This guy was almost 500 against Nick Saban. What else are you expecting? Anybody could have had success at Boise State. Brian Harson, of course, did. I don't know. And and, and with with you saying that, I cannot let this opportunity slip it, you know, slip. This is the same situation as the Mark Rick situation. Winning games, everything's yeah. okay. It yeah. may not, it may not be as great as you want it to be, but things are good. You're winning football games. There's nothing wrong with going nine and three, ten and two, winning a good bowl, always having a shot, having a chance. But Georgia, thankful, huge blessing yeah. of our program, and it got better. So it can get much worse for sure. That has been a, a theme of some of our conversations around college football, coaching hires, coaching fires. Like, be careful what you wish for and be careful what move you're making. I think Auburn, you know, I hope they get it right. They had a slower start to the season last year and finished off pretty strong. But TJ Finley, if you turn the ball over like that, you're not going to beat anybody, simply put. No. You're not going to beat anybody. Uh, Florida escapes South Florida. Remember Florida, the team that beat Utah, a top 10 team in week one, and everybody said uh, they're going to have an awesome year. Heisman Heisman winner, coach of the year. Uh, I don't know if you saw that end-of-game kick, Jake, but the holder bobbled the snap, and I thought the kicker did a phenomenal job of actually, like, getting it off the ground and giving it it Where it had a chance, yeah. I I had – you know, there was three plays from that game, the pick six, the bad snap that put them all the way back there. And yep. then obviously the botched hold any of those three plays, just one of them didn't happen. Florida loses that football game. In my opinion. Yeah. To South Florida. Like keep to in South mind, Florida. They, South, South Florida, Florida kicked their tail the entire game. I know. So Florida's lost. Yeah. And again, I, I said that was a massive overreaction in week one. Granted, it was a good victory for them. They, they, that game. they drank the Kool-Aid hard oh, after no the doubt, first week. Dude. They drank their own Kool-Aid big time. No doubt. And then the other, I think, really surprising, um, maybe not surprising, but definitive outcome, Ole Miss blasting Georgia Tech 42 to nothing on the flats. I think this is signaling the end for Jeff Collins. Georgia Tech. In Atlanta, a recruiting hotbed, the ACC, which is relatively ripe for the taking at the moment, Jake, I think it's a great opportunity for Tech and the leadership there to kind of look inward and say, where do we want to go with this? What is the decision that we make next? Um, And I said it out loud, and I tweeted it yesterday, like, call Deion Sanders. Simply put, call Deion Sanders, call Coach Prime. The guy played for the Falcons. The guy played for the Braves. He can recruit his tail off. He just took Travis Hunter from Collins Hill and brought him to Jackson State, the number one overall recruit in the country. Like, with the right support, bring Deion Sanders the opportunity to get into the Power Five, get into the ACC. Jake, he makes 300 grand a year. Not that it really matters for him at Jackson State. I think that could be a compelling move. Completely agree. I think Atlanta is such a unique beast and what he would bring to Atlanta, the branding, the vibe, the hype. I think he would be the guy to turn it around there. And speaking on Jeff Collins a little bit, it to go from a wing tee to what they want to do offensively, it was just going to take time. I Yeah. Tech, tech has given him time. They should start seeing a little bit of, of change in turnover. To, to go from a wing tee and to start throwing the football around when you don't have a recruit or quarterback to do so, 
I mean, that's that's tough. So that's good perspective. I mean, he might yeah. have been the sacrificial lamb. Like you have yeah. to have those you three or have four to recruiting have classes. That that transition period, and you have to have some some recruiting classes, like you said, because there's there's teams all over throughout the country who are running pro style spreads, throwing it around, yeah, and they still miss on quarterbacks and don't have a quarterback. And for him, it's uh, he had to hit and had to hit quick and just been tough. So I think going back to last year, Georgia Tech, I think they lost to Notre Dame 45 to nothing. They lost to Georgia 55 to nothing. They got blown out by Clemson in week one. Yeah. They just lost 42 to nothing to Ole Miss. Like it, it's the end, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and Georgia Tech's probably going to make a move and they will have to make the decision. Where do we want to go? Um, yeah. So we'll see. And of course, we'll be reporting it right here on Punt and Pass. And when you talk about coaches that are going to be hired or schools that are going to be open. It brings us a second down, which of course is Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska will be one of the blue chip names of which a head coaching vacancy is available. And it broke over the weekend that Nebraska has in fact contacted none other than urban Meyer for their head coaching vacancy. Jake, you sent it to me. I said, this is unreal. Here we go again. After all the shrapnel that this guy has taken in the public eye over the last, I don't know, eight months, the fact that he's getting brought up for a call it quote unquote premier job in Nebraska. Here's the best part, though, and I'd love to get your reaction because you're the one that texted to me yesterday. Nebraska's AD, Trev Alberts, who played football in Nebraska and played in the NFL as well, said, quote, during our search, we're going to define what our values are what our values are. Meanwhile, we're going to talk to Urban Meyer. Um, I think you could pretty easily define what your values are not uh, if you were yeah. going to make that higher. I don't know. It's just crazy. This guy is a cat with nine lives. Yeah, that's just, oh, it's just kind of sad, honestly, to hear a little bit. Just defining what our values are and mention his name in the candidacy for this job. Gosh, I mean, where, where do they go from here? I don't know. Do you see the big noon kickoff? clip where all the fans are in the back and we want, we want urban yeah. we want urban yeah i mean no you don't. <laughs> I, don't you do. <laughs> I don't i don't i don't think you know what you're asking for with this because it's going to go in there uh year one it's going to be slightly above 500 the second year probably be pretty decent third year be okay and then the third or fourth year there's going to be some random weird scandal yeah it's going to be gross leave a stain on the university and the football program. And he's off to go get another TV job and to just start. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Oh yeah. Rinse over and and over and over. I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know what hire they're going to make, but I just do not think urban Meyer is the right fit there, but it also proves to you that football is the ultimate meritocracy. Like it does not matter what has happened in the past. It does not matter what kind of baggage may be coming along with you. We talked about it on last week's podcast when you made the Jerry Sandusky drop for the first time in punt and pass history. Uh, We were talking about Bobby Petrino, guys like Lane Kiffin, um, some other names came up, but it does not matter. If you can win football games and recruit, you will have a job that pays you $10 million or so a year. So remains to be seen where Nebraska goes. Uh, I do not think that will be the move, but of course when it breaks on a Saturday and it makes news like it did, We'll have to cover it right here. All right, let's go to third down. Um, That will be one that we just continue to talk about all season long, Nebraska and that fiasco. Uh, But third down is what we open the show with, and and that's Georgia's display of absolute dominance yesterday against South Carolina. Jake, I did not expect 
to see what they did. I knew Georgia was going to win. You both, you and I both picked them. We laid the 24. We said Georgia's going to take care of business. Yeah. But, dude, 48 to nothing with one and, minute left in the game. Yeah, so I said, so in our, really, it's 48 to zero. And I I know Kirby hates it too. And I hate the garbage time, seven points oh. to put up there. I hate it. Oh, it makes me cringe. Poor 14. What? what What's his name? The guy, the DB who gave up the, the touchdown. I mean, he, he looked like he was about to cry. I was like, man, yeah. I feel bad for this Oh, guy. there's so like, much on that guy. I, I know the guys. On? Yeah, the guys on the team are just giving him absolutely. Oh, he's probably He's probably still getting Nolan Smith probably gave him, probably FaceTimed him this morning. No doubt. Just the way Nolan is. But what, one of my buddies, you know, we were talking about it, and he said it, and it's a great quote. He just says, that it just looks like Georgia's playing a different game than everyone else. Of so just true. What they're doing, the dominance, doing awesome stuff on offense, moving things around, had a few reverses, quick pass, getting Brock involved. Man, it looks it looks good. And then the defense just picking up right where they left off. So Munkin, I want to ask you about that because early on in the game, dude, he went deep into the bag of tricks. I mean, they open up the playbook wide open and they were doing everything they could to get 19 the ball which i absolutely love you see the type of player that brock bowers is i mean he legitimately should be in consideration for heisman candidacy at this point as same with stetson but bowers is built different this dude they were talking about on the broadcast like he catches like a receiver he runs like a running back he blocks like a tight end he is the total package he had a catch, I believe it was a naked, but he had a catch as a shoestring grab where he Oh yeah. Just, oh I, I one handed behind yeah, going away from himself. Ha- yeah, you would have to see it. But that was an unbelievable catch. And then turns up field and proceeds to get some yak and it's like, wow, that is an incredible play. The balance, the control, the awareness. Ball player, man. So Kirby Smart's now 28 and 2 against the SEC East. Um, the dominance of the division is something that really hasn't been seen in conference. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know what Saban's record is against the SEC West, but you're talking about Auburn, LSU. You know, he's lost to Texas A&M. So I don't yeah. think it's where Kirby's is. And keep in mind, the 28 wins are not close. Kirby annihilates SEC East, SEC East. teams. Yeah. Stetson is 25 years old. Brock Bowers, Heisman <laughs> candidate. It feels weird when the defense gives up a first down. Like, that's how dominant they are. When you get a first down against you, fans are like, oh, man, like, are we suck? Are we not good? It's like that at this point right now. Um, the pace that they've set, and if they did not give up that touchdown, going three weeks into a season without allowing a touchdown, Jake, would have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Now the narrative is in the media, of course, the rat poison like you and I are creating – Are these guys better than a year ago? The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory-certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory-certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. 
Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. I mean, are they better than a year ago? What they're doing right now is unbelievable. And Oregon dismantles number 12 BYU. It yeah. makes that week one victory by 46 points that much more impressive, Jay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, man, are they? I don't know. I, I think the offense at this point is, 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 sure. uh, is, a, is definitely better. The defense is still up for questions, but they're playing dominant. I, I mean, we're sitting here talking, or is the defense better than they were last year? And realistically, they have not given up a touchdown in three weeks, except for the garbage time touchdown there at the end of that game. And we're saying, we're saying, ah, I don't know if they're better than we were last year. They haven't given up a touchdown in three games. What? Malachi Starks, true freshman baller. Keely yeah. Ringo, like not even brought up because they just don't throw against him. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Carter in the D-line wrecking yeah. havoc on offensive lines. It's impressive. Um, I love the intensity that Kirby coaches with yeah. Glenn Schumann, like all those guys. Jake, it's uh, it's pretty special. Kent State next week, and then you start to get into the meat of the schedule. But yeah, uh, the dogs are on a war path right now. Ah, man, I just hey, let's just enjoy it. Yeah, and we're yeah. along for the ride. Along and, for the ride, man. And enjoy it because stuff like this does not happen overnight. And man, just. Yep. Enjoy it. That's all I got to say. Just enjoy it. You know what else you can enjoy? Uh, yourself at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. There's absolutely no doubt about that. If you go visit Solomon Brothers at one of their two locations, of course, Alpharetta, just past the Avalon, and then Buckhead 17th floor and Tower Place, you will enjoy yourself. They have the largest selection of diamonds and jewelry in the Southeast, and they have the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. Follow them. On social media, at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com. If you mention Punt and Pass or just mention myself or Jake, you'll get 10% off your jewelry purchase. The best part about Solomon Brothers is the store is for anyone with any budget. It's the best. Custom jewelry design, lifetime diamond upgrades, interest-free financing options. You got to go check them out. It's awesome. And when you do check them out, tweet at us, at Punt and Pass, or Instagram us, at Drew Butler, at Jake from 11 solomonbrothers.com all right let's go inside the five um we'll talk about games i think you and i both went three and two last week against the spread so we're picking up our pace i am now five and ten on the season you are seven and eight so doing just fine through three Mm -hmm. weeks we discussed the georgia schlacking of south carolina 48 to 7 due the the scenes of the student section being completely empty in the third quarter, um, I saw a great meme. I would love to get your thoughts on this as a quarterback. Fourth down, a pretty pivotal fourth down in the first half if South Carolina had any chance to continue staying in the game and, like, the entire student body was on the field. Um, and they had to call timeout. They showed their formation. The officials had to wave everything off because I guess there was some recognition during a, uh, during a timeout, and it looked like an entire sorority was on the field. What? I don't know if you saw this. I, miss, yeah. I missed this. Yeah. yeah, it was like fourth and eight around midfield, and then they went up going for it, and Georgia had it sniffed out. It wasn't even close. I saw a meme that said South Carolina tried to run the annexation of Alpha Chi Omega. I was like, that's pretty funny. That was pretty <laughs> good one. But good that was stuff. in the yeah. first half. It was interesting. A couple yeah. of other funny memes just around yeah. the internet because it was a complete schlacking. Hey, I got two last things to say about Georgia and Carolina, and we can Please. move on. Uh, one, I'm upset about my price pick deal on Stetson. Well, because, yeah, because yeah. when I, when I mentioned it, he was at 295 and I said, I okay, know. look, 
I think he's going to throw for a lot of yards. It's going to be around 270, 280. He was at 284. Yep. And it ended up being lower. And so, I don't know. I was kind of mad about that. And then I'll, two, I'll describe that to you in a second. Go ahead. Yeah. And if there's anything to say about UGA and a weakness of any kind, I think they need to have uh, better stats running the football um, and, and kind of what they're doing running the football. I got had a, a screenshot of their their rushing. I thought I did. Uh, but Stetson, he, he had 30 – so he had uh, a total of 208 total rushing yards for the South Carolina game, which South Carolina gave up a ton of rushing yards yeah. against Arkansas the week before. Stetson was the leading rusher with 36 yards. So describe that for our listeners. When, when you're so dominant in a game like that, yeah. is it important to be balanced, or is it like, hey, just take what they give you, and, and we're not going to worry so much about the statistics? Like I believe wholeheartedly more than anybody probably – Offensive success starts with creating a run game. So I understand where you're going with that, but is there a need when you're just doing whatever you want? I just, I think they should be more efficient running the football. Uh, and, and for me, when I look at a game like this and I see it's a blowout, to me, in the second half, you know, you're going to be running the football a lot and running at the clock. So to me, the rushing stats should really pop here in a game like this when the score is the way it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because yeah, you're still yeah, you're sure. still having success running the football and you're still scoring points, but you're going to do it a slightly different way than you would normally do it because you're going to be more emphasis on running the football. Let's burn this clock. All right, hey, let's get out of here. Now, I have mentioned before about how I think how Kirby, the success that they're having on offense is because they're letting the offense roll to continue to roll and do For what sure. they're doing and the, the gameplay to plays and so on and so forth. But Stetson's leading rusher with 36 yards. Uh, Edwards with 33. Kendall Milton with 10 carries for 32 uh, uh, Branson Robinson, he got 32 carry or six carries for 30 yards at the end of the game. And then Carson Beck's up there. He had that long yeah. run. Yeah. So you got Stetson as a leading rusher with 36 yards. Carson had a 25 piece. Lad McConkey had a 13 piece. Yep. And then Brock had a five piece. So you take those guys out. Really, our running backs running the football only had, I don't know, 120 ish to. 140-ish yards, which, you, which isn't would, a lot in a game like that, in my opinion. Would you consider the swing passes, the, the, the it's not so much of a screen game, but it's it, more it, on the flats. That's an extension yes. of the run game. It, it, it is. It is an extension. And it doesn't show up in the, in the stats, the, the dumb box yeah. score stats that, that you would see. So that's something to definitely take into account. And they're doing a, a lot more of that stuff. And that's, I think, what separate is the perimeter blocking and the schemes and what they're doing. The, For sure. The, the, the dumb pop pass to Brock yeah, versus yeah. the third string safety who had by who had bad eyes there and went for 75 stuff like that yeah that's not that's not showing up in that but I will think I do I do think it will come up in a big game where we need to run the football and it's going to kind of show what we got on offense yeah I mean I that that's a fantastic point to bring up. And I, I, I love to hear you say that that makes a lot of sense. So there will be a point when Georgia will be forced to run the football mm -hmm. and how will they do it when they are, um, you know, put in that box, Yeah. you know, number two, Kendall Milton right now, Jake, if I'm on defense and I see two in the game, I'm not necessarily that scared. I think Kenny is really running the ball really well. I love how Dejon Edwards runs the ball, athletic, physical, yeah. shifty, 
Um, I see Kendall getting caught on a lot of shoestring tackles. I, I see him kind of getting bounced around and then going down to the ground. So would love him to maybe get a little bit more confidence running the ball, but that only happens with more and more repetition. So that's just, again, like if we're picking, um, no, if, if we're being pairs, nitpicky here, yeah, gosh, yeah, we're to be nitpicky. Yeah, that, that's the only thing to be nitpicky about. And we, we have to give you the good and the bad. That was the only bad yeah. I had. So yeah, that was, yeah. there you go. Well, my, on the prize my, picks, my conscience is clear. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, on the prize picks, look, when you give out your uh, bet the from on it, uh, those lines move, man. So if man. you hear it, you better get into your prize picks app immediately and place that entry because based on the action that's happening, it goes up, down, and around just like any other you know daily Line, fantasy yeah. site out there. So as soon as Jake gives it to you on a Thursday, get into your prize picks app and make that entry because you could have made some serious hey this past weekend, but it moved drastically 295 yeah. all the way down to 270 something. You saw it, you go, this is pretty high. I think he'll go under. And of course you were right at the time. So that's how prize picks continues to operate just like any other daily fantasy operator. So we got to get in there and be very timely on the hashtag bet the from on a QB entry of the week, uh, Penn state 41, Auburn 12, big yikes. We talked about it earlier. Auburn cannot turn the ball over. Like they have been the penalties killing themselves, but on the flip side, Sean Clifford and that Penn State offense um, looked really good. The Penn State defense, uh, Penn State's running back looked really, really yeah. good. He had a very good game. Obviously, Tank did too. But just turnovers. You you cannot have success in this league at high caliber football and lose the turnover margin. I think turno- turnovers plagued everybody throughout this week. If you lose the turnover battle, your success rate to win a game just drops drastically. Uh, yeah. I would love to provide with Jake Fromm here, who has an SEC championship, a Rose Bowl championship, a Sugar Bowl championship, an NFL draft pick, done it all, seen it all. I'd love for you to expound and provide some groundbreaking insight, but don't turn the ball over, win third down, um, and have a balanced offense. You're going to win a lot of football games. You know what I mean? Like Kirby, Kirby, when I, when I, when I played every week when we had a team meeting, coming back after the game, he would show you the SEC turnover margin yeah, and who won and who lost because it is that big a deal. It's, it's like, that simple. Yes, yeah. I know. He'd be like, hey, look, here, here's all the guys who won, who won the turnover battle. Oh, hey, look, uh, they're highlighted in green. Oh, yeah, because that means they won. Yeah. And you would you'd always have one random anomaly as an SEC team versus, you know, let's say a, a UCF, Yep. you know, so to speak where they lost the turnover battle but won the game because they have better better football players. You'd have that one anomaly. Better football players, and, and maybe it. they got a special teams touchdown or right. something like that. Yeah, like no, I six. totally agree. Yep. That, the yep. pick six is another stat. If you have a pick six in a game, I mean, your success ratio is off the roofs. Yeah, special teams or defensive touchdown, you like your odds of winning go up like 86%. I mean, that's Huge. just the analytics of football. So, yes, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Win third down, uh, protect the football run the football. You're going to win. So Penn state did that. Auburn did not. And I think Brian Harson's is going to continue to have his feet put to the fire, especially with the uncertainty at the athletic director position at Auburn. So if you have some more insight on that, holler at us on social media at punt and pass at drew Butler at from Jake. How about LSU taking care of business after a really, really slow start. Slow start they yeah. wax Mississippi state in the second half win 31 to 16, a big victory for Brian Kelly on the Bayou. I thought that was a good win for LSU. Yeah, he needed it. Uh, LSU made adjustments. Mississippi State did not. Plain yeah. and simple. Uh, man, uh, I'm, mad, I'm mad I lost that one. I, you know, yeah. I know that how, how you picked there. And 
Man, I, at the beginning of the game, I'm like, man, I got this one in the back. I this thought you easy. did too. I was Brian a little Kelly, worried about Brian my Kelly's pick. getting fired next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it you know, it, 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 they they came back, you know, had some good plays and so to speak. But that they, they should win that football game. Absolutely. So. That's why I like them, you know, a home dog. Uh, and, and I'm like checking social media during the first half, and it's like fire Brian Kelly. I'm like, people, let, let's just chill for two seconds, okay? Hold on one second. I don't know how he got off to such a rocky start with like the media and the fan base, but yeah. I think things are going to be just fine. I, I saw one, one of my buddies texted me, and he's texting me. He's like, if you look at Brian Kelly on the sidelines during an LSU game, it looks like he just does not want to be there. It's a, it's a funny fit of a personality in a very, very unique fan base, which is, of course, LSU. So we'll see if they can compound that into some more wins. But it was a huge SEC West win. I mean, in a first-year coach, you cannot take those for granted. So shout-out to LSU. I was right against the spread on that one. (laughs) I I, I was Uh, right. You were wrong. We were (laughs) both right, though, on Texas A&M, laying five-and-a-half at home against Miami. Miami ranked number 13. A&M was still ranked 24, coming off that horrible loss to App State. And you're scratching your head going, well, why is Texas A&M ranked here? Sure enough, Max Johnson steps in, new quarterback, transfer from LSU, and they ran the ball. They protected Mm -hmm. the ball. A couple big special teams plays. Miami tried to make a game of it at the end, but Texas A&M's defense really stepped up. Yeah, uh, great job for Max coming in. Uh, did some really good things. Just just put the ball out there in the playmakers' hands and, and let them let them play. Let them play football. That's what they do. They make plays, and uh, Texas A&M made more plays than Miami did. Yeah, you want to talk about some serious pressure. It's Jimbo Fisher. I mean, they made that quarterback change before the Miami game. Thankfully, it worked out. Yeah. We'll see how Texas A&M can continue uh, to put pieces together throughout the season. Keep in mind, that, lap, that loss to App State, I mean, it really does nothing. They're still undefeated in the SEC, so the entire season – is yeah. right out in front of them. Um, that SEC West gauntlet, though, I think those teams are going to beat up on each other all season long. Especially Arkansas playing well right now, which that was a little scary there to I know, start with. I know, bad start. <laughs> oh, man. Bad start. Woo. You know, you mentioned, uh, I, I mentioned to you, App State being like maybe the lo- most likable team. Um, yeah. I think Arkansas is right up there, too. I mean, Arkansas, I, yeah. how could you not I, love them? I love that. Love that take. I, I'm, in all, I'm all in on Arkansas. Love them. Pits the man. But maybe maybe they were drinking a little Kool Aid too, and thought they'd just roll over uh, Missouri State. But they they ended up finishing business. They just didn't look as pretty as it should have. Yeah, yeah. Big win for AM. Big win at home uh, in prime time on ESPN. All right, last thing, and this was our last pick. I was wrong. You were right. Oregon forty one, BYU twenty. Bo Nix showing what has made him a, a very kind of lightning rod type figure in college football, a huge win for Oregon. And we talked about it. I mean, I know we both went to Georgia. It makes Georgia look even better because they just waxed the number 12 team uh, in the country. It was, it was 38 to seven going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They had uh, 13 basically garbage points in the fourth quarter to kind of make it look a little better, but seven in the fourth quarter, that's that's a beat down. Yeah. Bo Nix throwing the ball all over the yard couple of their highly touted recruits at wide receiver got some big plays as well. So a uh, great win for coach Dan Lanning, you know, like first year coach, well. a lot of talent on the team, yep. a big primetime game, three 30 PM on Fox. So great job for Oregon. Great job for coach Lanning and, and Bo Nix showing what makes him a special person in the world of college football, the PAC 12, man. I mean, I know USC looks good, but I think Oregon could go toe to toe with USC. If they catch him on the right day, confuse yep. Caleb Williams, um and make it happen so yeah I, I think it just shows you that that landing in the ducks they're not they're not far off 
This yeah. is not going to be a, a huge project. They're right there. Get a good one or two recruiting classes in, and maybe they'll be in the mix. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the games were I, – I think the games – were actually maybe better than what the schedule had indicated heading into week three. Always pretty good action, but we got some really good games dialed up for week four, Jake. Notably in the SEC, Tennessee hosting Florida. Florida. Florida's ranked number 20, Tennessee's 11. You know the history about that rivalry, and Tennessee's going to have to get a huge monkey off their back and kneel, and that'll be at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. Tennessee right now listed as a 10-point favorite. Think about that. 10-point favorite? Yeah, over Florida. So that will be big time. Wisconsin takes on Ohio State, uh, a game that I really like out in the Pac-12. Oregon at Washington State. Washington State's 3-0. Watch out for them. USC at Oregon State, okay? 9.30 p.m. in Corvallis. Half of that stadium, Jake, is under construction. I watched the game the other night. Half of the stadium is under construction. It's bizarre. One half of the football stadium is packed with fans. It will be such a unique atmosphere. Oregon State scored like 70 points last week. Their offense is highly powered right now. I know they're playing, you know, Sisters of the Blind, but watch out. I just think there's going to be some interesting matchups in week four. Speaking of football stadiums being under construction, did you see the tweet that Troy Aikman uh, sent out about yes. Cal and having no fans? Uh, UCLA, hey. yes. Oh, UCLA, yep, sorry. Yeah, UCLA, no fans. He's like, basically, it's time to scrap playing here let's go build a, a thirty thousand, you know uh capacity stadium and actually pack something out and have the team play in front of something that looks better yeah yeah for context uh you bring I up a great so. tweet so uh, a reporter tweeted out ucla barely beat south alabama they beat them on a last second field goal in the rose bowl in pasadena and there might have been five thousand people in the stands i mean it was empty and Troy Aikman, um, I don't did Troy win the Heisman Trophy? I don't think he won the Heisman Trophy, but number one overall draft pick, I think. Uh, UCLA was ranked number one in the nation when Troy Aikman was there. He uh-huh. tweeted out and said, "Look, we were number one in the nation and couldn't fill out the Rose Bowl. It's time to build a thirty or forty thousand seat stadium in Westwood, closer yeah. to where the campus is, so students and alumni can go. LA, you get in your car, even if you switch parking lots, it's twenty minute drive." So for everybody to have to go to Pasadena, it's just nonsensical. He's essentially saying, if you want an answer, here is what you have to do. Now go do it. I agree with him. I I just agree with him. Like, make it easy for the fans. Make it easy for the alumni. Pack the place out and create a good atmosphere. Completely agree. I'm I'm all on that. Just looking at some notable top 25. I believe they came out with it and switched up because Miami's at 25. Uh, Yeah, talk to me. I haven't seen this yet. uh, UCLA. Oh, no, sorry. USC, excuse me, USC at seven. Okay. Kentucky's at eight. Really? Kentucky's at eight. All right. Tennessee's Uh, 11. Florida's 20. Yep. Uh, Are the dogs unanimous, number one? They have to be after what they just did. Previous record. No, Alabama has three first-place votes, and Ohio State has one first-place vote. So Georgia one, Bama two, Ohio State three, Michigan four, Clemson five. I mean, Arkansas. The who's the Who's the guy giving Ohio State a first place vote right now? After Buddy, I do not know. After they play Notre Dame, and that's just come on. We, and Notre Dame uh, just squeaks by Cal, and they're still ranked twenty five. I'm just kidding. That's my favorite oh, joke. You think I'm? Gosh, you, I know you. Yeah. You get me every time on that. I'm like, if you're watching on YouTube, no and you look there's at Jake no from stare at his computer when I just said that. There's so. no way. Oh. Awesome. You know what is believable though? Tell me. 
the absolute best experience for any jewelry store in the country, of course, if you head over to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. They've got the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds, guaranteed the biggest selection, and the in-store experience that is completely unmatched. Lifetime diamond upgrades, custom jewelry designs, they are the best. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram, at Solomon Brothers, SolomonBrothers.com. It's for anyone with any budget, and it gets better if you mention Punt and Pass or myself or Jake when you're in the store you can get up to 10% off your jewelry purchase. The largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. That's Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Check them out, SolomonBrothers.com. All right, Jake, um, week three in the books, week four on deck. I'm looking forward to it, brother. We will be back with a great Thursday episode for everybody to preview some big-time action in the SEC. Follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at from Jake, puntandpass.com. Jake, anything on the way out, my man? Yeah, no, I'm excited. That uh, Florida-Tennessee game is going to be a good one. Yeah, Can't wait to yeah. watch it. I think so, too. I don't know where game day is headed, but it could be to Neyland, which would be a rocking. Be rocking. Yeah, that yeah. would be sweet. Good deal, everybody. We'll appreciate you tuning in. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, and we will talk to you on Thursday. See you. See you later. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 